Hello, hello, this is Lisa Rusick and Misty Lore with the podcast We Are All Psychic. And today we have a very, very invisible guest. We can't see her. Her name is Carrie. And Carrie, would you like to say hello? Hello, and thank you for having me on your podcast today. Thank you so much for coming. Do you think we're all psychic? Yes, I think that we all have the capacity to be psychic. So, um, I, you know, I don't know if you want me to expand. Oh, yes, please expand. We love expansions. (laughs) (laughs) So so I'm a bit of a scientist and a dream analyst. And, you know, I I kind of like blend a lot of uh, different things together in my work. And, you know, like when when I think of the word psychic, you know, if, as a as a question, like, what is it like? I I kind of see it as the ability, you know, like if we think of our four dimensional world, there's there's three dimensions of space and then there's one dimension of time and we can move freely up, down, sideways through the three dimensions. But time seems to be something we can, we can only follow like an arrow. Right. So, yes, I'm so excited you brought that up. <laughs> so keep going. You're exciting. Yeah, You're exciting. So, <laughs> so I feel like, you know, and that's just some part of our consciousness while we're awake, you know, that we have that sensation of the moment ticking away like a clock. Um, and what I find as a dream analyst, and it's something I've been doing for like four or five decades, like a long time, um, is that the, the parts of consciousness that uh, that are abated while we are asleep take away that sense that we are limited in time. And, and i I call it sort of boundless, like anything's possible in, in the dreamscape. And a lot of times it's, there's some very prophetic things going on and we know it because during the day we might feel something like deja vu yeah. or synchronicity, you know, so in our, there's a sense of us while we're dreaming that has this, knows where we're going, even while we don't, right? So we can attribute it to God or the higher self or just some evolutionary mechanism. Um, and so in a lot of my work, I'm training people how on accessing that synchronicity or, or what I call the 24-hour mind, like taking away the boundaries that, oh, well, that was what I dreamed and this is what I'm experiencing today because it's all one story. Yeah. And in that process, you could say we all become psychic. Because we all start, you know, as you get into that, you know, moment, that that endless moment without boundaries that you have when you're in a dream state, you start to have a sense of knowing and and peace. And, you know, some of the things that I would say you would call psychic, you know, you have a sense of, of where you're going. So. That, so that's my answer. Hope it wasn't too long. That's really awesome. And it's, it's, it's yeah. all about your subject too. Uh, listeners, she is here to talk about what she just talked about, but in more lots and lots of lots of detail, I hope. Um, <laughs> so Carrie, um, am I pronouncing your name right? I didn't even think about that. Yep. Ari? Yep. Okay. It's, it's Carrie or Kari is this. Yeah. It's, what do you prefer? Yeah. Well, people call me either. Honestly, I don't care. You, don't care. <laughs> you can call me Carrie. I'm used to that. Okay. It does. I was like, yeah, I just didn't know. I, listeners, she's uh, on the screen just as her name. So I was like, <laughs> all of a sudden, I went, oh my goodness, K A R I. I've been calling her Carrie. What if it's Kari? And she didn't say anything. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a nightmare right there. <laughs> so, um, do you ever, uh, like, what, what, what kind of clients, what kind of work? How do you do your work exactly? How do you teach people how to, like, strengthen? and understand themselves better through their dreams. What kind of work do you do? Explain it to the list. Um, So, so I have a website and, you know, it it initially rolled out as a dream, dream dictionary. You know, I put tools in there for people to be able to 
decipher their dreams. And then I was one of the first apps that were on Apple, really. Like I was in the top 10 for a long time. Of, I had like a dream interpretation app. That's wonderful. And yeah. So that was kind of where I started. But I probably I started, used it. <laughs> exactly. Um, I ended up selling it. But um, mm. so there were there's a reason we don't remember our dreams and we can talk about that later, but you know, because people have difficulty remembering their dreams, I started to develop the oracles. So I have the number one I Ching. I don't know if you know what that is, but I Ching. I Ching. I always called it I Ching. I didn't know it was well, I Ching. It's I Ching. But I know what it is. Ching. It's, yeah. Hey, we're having this. It's more of the literature yeah. kind of. What's that? What's up, friends? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I have the number one. If you do a search for a free online I Ching, you know, you get to my website. I have. Yeah, I have, um, you know, a tarot reading that allows you to do one card archetype sort of thing or three card past, present, future, uh, or even, you know, the Celtic cross. And uh, what I find, okay, so so be, I get more than a million page views a month. So I get a lot of traffic nice. on my website. And I don't actively go after clients, but somehow they find their way to me. And and it's always like a blessing, honestly. Like all the, in all the years I've been doing work with people, whether I'm writing a book the, the the person shows up that re represents that chapter or, you know, just each little piece of working with somebody else has really like, you know, broadened my knowledge of, of all of this stuff. So, yeah. So when, so people initially I was doing like really comprehensive dream work and there's people that remember dreams. Like you can't even believe like books and books and, you know, like, Oh, I know. I know what you're talking I'm about. Like that. I'm like, yeah, that. You're <laughs> <all> my <laughs> dreams and they're crazy. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, you know, so then I do also do these sessions of one hour where we'll look at one dream, we'll look at a reading um, and, you know, and it just sort of un unfolds itself um, in terms of what it is that that person needs. Sometimes it's like overcoming intimacy issues, maybe relationships, you know, but it, it just unfolds. It's so beautiful. I mean, I wish you could be like a, a fly on the wall watching <laughs> when it's happening. I mean, I really, really get so much out of it. Um, and and another thing is that, you know, I've written a translation of the I Ching and the Tao Te Ching. And so I and I've studied ancient Chinese philosophy oh. to the point that allowed me to write those interpretations. That's so cool. Yeah, because, uh, you know, that was a culture that really observed nature as a role model for understanding the human journey. And so it's really beautiful. And but if I was to sum up Taoism, I would say, you know, it's a philosophy of removing boundaries. And yeah. those boundaries exist between you and me. That's why a, what you would call a, a traditional psychic or medium doesn't have the boundaries and gets kind of like, like I can be in your space if you're psychic, you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we know too. We know when our energies exactly. are touching. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and since the whole philosophy is about removing those boundaries and, you know, my work in dreams is I knew at a very young age, like I've been working with dreams since I was little and I knew at a young age that they were as important as the experiences that we're having on our path during the day. And I agree. So I, 100%, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And so I made it kind of my life's work to, you know, like I, I remember being in school and having to choose between Freud and Young. And I was like, I like them both. I mean, Why Freud wrote pick? a lot. Yeah. <laughs> they both have points. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like the condensation aspect and, and even the, the idea of the unconscious came from Freud. Same. So, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, and, and often I will see the transformative power of the message in a dream that would be very Jungian. 
But yeah. at the same time, I can see the sexuality. You know, like I was just working with, a, you know, about intimacy more than, yeah, it's about the exactly. closeness to people, it seems like more than the actual act. But the act really does bring you very close to someone closer than ever, I guess you could say, you know, in a lot of ways. It's very, yeah. you know. And so the, so the dream is always like somebody, I always see it as like, hey, I'm so glad that I have the time that I can finally express myself. But then <laughs> you can tell her or him, you know, what you're, what's yeah. going on. And, and I feel like it's another way of, uh, of understanding yeah, anyway, so being an interpreter, you know, it's like kind of just taking the language of the message that's coming from the person. Yes. And I always think it's a language too. Like uh, yeah. um, I feel like it's everybody's personal language with themselves and exactly. imagery and feelings and and it's like it's like the sub, the soul is talking to me. Is this how the dreams seem to me? Right. I don't know if this is how you interpret dreams, but usually when I will have them, <laughs> I will look uh -huh. back at the items like uh, if there's like I'm in the living room. Okay, what's uh -huh. in the room? Is there a table? Is there a couch? Is what you know? And then yeah, you start noticing right. things all around and what they represent to me personally is how yeah. I would interpret my dream. Like well, yeah, if I were interpreting for you, I would ask you, what did that big giant clock mean? Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, like, right. did you have one growing up? And then you can get back, or you know, for me, that's always how I've done it. Like details yeah. are well. The thing, the thing that I think um, keeps most people from understanding what the dreams are saying is. At least, you know, again, after decades of like working with people and all the research is everything in a dream is you. So, uh, you know, yes. you know, yes. a, a house is going to be the paradigm or the way that you've kind of compartmentalized where you express yourself socially. That's how I've seen it, too. Like as yeah. like your, your life, your social life, exactly. where or, you put yourself or, your bedroom, yeah. kind of the ideas that you're rising from, the kitchen, everything about nourishment, whether you feel nourished, the living room, maybe how you portray yourself in the front yard, even more so. Or yes, so, yeah, yeah, there are there are some kind of universal, and you know, like mo uh, motivation is always described by transportation symbols. So like people I didn't can dream that. Yeah, like the car, you know, my car, I lost my car. Well, something's going on in their life and they're trying to decide which way to go forward or okay. they're jumping on, off and on a train. And, you know, they, that can represent sort of feeling pressed to go down a track that was laid before them that doesn't necessarily theirs. But but yeah, so um, so I guess my point went why when when we were talking before, I call it the 24 hour mind is why would we decide that this journey that we're having during our awakeness is giving us more information than the journey that we're having in our sleep sleep world, right? Like, yeah, we are actually learning and transforming even more profoundly while we're sleeping. So the people that can open that barrier between, you know, and this this I can speak to why we don't remember our dreams, if you want. But oh yes, please. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> listeners, before the podcast, I had told Carrie that I a uh, long time, like few, maybe six, seven, eight years ago, maybe even longer, I turned off my dream recall. Like I just kept uh, trying, <laughs> and I also stopped my night terrors, and that was also part of stopping the dream recall. But the night terrors were really silly, Carrie. They were just like the most ridiculous things, like tripping over a shoe. And I'd wake yeah. up screaming, but I'd learned to wake myself up before I started screaming so I could remember yeah. the dream. It was always something really strange and nothing scary. Well, um, that's And the then thing. I just stopped remembering my dreams. So I'm trying to remember yeah. them. So you well, can help me with let me, that. Let me, just, let me just address like the the bad part of what, you know, like nightmares. Like, yeah, I, you know, nightmares to me 
are the same as when a natural disaster is occurring on the earth. Oh no, the trees are falling, the yeah. hurricanes blowing. Like it, it's it may look bad, but there's some way that nature's transforming itself by an earthquake or whatever it is that it's doing. It's very natural. Yeah. And in the same way, when people are having nightmares, there's more growth going on. They tend to remember the dream more. There, you know, so I say, I say, nightmares are a good thing. That some powers they're being, helping, they're healing in the end. If yeah, you take them out, they yeah. are like a tower in the tarot. You're right. <laughs> right, right. And so, you know, back to the idea of why we don't remember our dreams is, you know, we're using more of the right brain, in my opinion. We're using more of like an a a, a holistic, uh, more free, creative, imagery driven part of the brain when we're when we're in the dreamscape. And yet the left brain is really, that's where our language area is. That's where a lot of our ideas and, you know, about judgments and we, we turn everything that we see into words and dismiss it as if we've seen it before. It's not important. It's very limited. And when we're waking up and we're shifting from that right brain into the left brain, that's going to rule the day. Unless we can think of a word that we, that describes an image and kind of, or wake up gently or whatever, we immediately go into the side of the mind that hid away some of the information in the subconscious for a reason. It didn't feel like it was going to make people love us. So we pushed that side of our authenticity apart aside or. Yeah. So that's why, you know, people don't remember their dreams. But luckily with what I see with the oracles is that you can still have the same, a similar conversation with your unknown self. If you're open in the same way that you are in the dreamscape, you are completely open. You have no judgment. You don't even know that you're dreaming. You think you're awake, you know. And if you can have that same sort of openness when you approach an oracle, it's going to be, it's you talking to yourself. Yeah. So it's going to, so it kind of works that way. I agree. I agree. And if, if, if someone comes to someone like that, to like for a reading or for an, for a message, I feel like, um, it's like the the person uh, the person who's giving the message will just not even remember it. That happens to me a lot when I do readings mm -hmm. and stuff. I just don't remember them at all. It's kind of like the dreams, right. um, you know. And I think I also like when I do remember my dreams, they're very important to remember. That notice them to notice them mm -hmm. in some way about like it's hard to explain. Mm -hmm. um, for example, like uh, everyone I've been married to <laughs> or dated, I've been married twice. Uh, so that's two people, <laughs> all of them <laughs> and uh, people I dated when I was younger, you know, um, never dreamed of them until after we broke up and then they were bad dreams. And uh, the person I'm with. What do, you, now, what do you mean by what do you mean by bad dreams? Well, the, the things that I left them for that we had problems with would be like huge in these dreams, like just uh -huh. gigantic, like 10 times worse or seemingly so. And okay. exaggerated, exaggerated and just, oh, gosh, get me out of the stress dreams is really stressful. Um, and the person I'm with now, I have all these really fun, happy, silly dreams, like dancing in Mexico and like, you know, just stuff like, like we, I had a dream. We went to an old West bar and he had some spurs and I was in, <laughs> I mean, it was like, it was just all these are dreams are just really fun and lighthearted and really interesting, you know, and mm -hmm. they're always the two of us having fun. But I don't remember ever having those kinds of dreams with anyone else I've been with romantically. It's probably you're more free with them to yes. be, you know, to allow things to roll and not have to put up defenses. That's very true. Yeah. I've known him for a long time too, before we dated. So as friends, that yeah. makes sense. And I dreamed of that him in 2014 and, and uh, I don't have good facial recognition. 
And the only way I can remember his face is if I remember that dream. I can see his face in that dream. <laughs> Isn't that strange? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely have you have your interesting way of uh classifying your ideas, right? Everybody does. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? exactly. <laughs> Missy, do you have any questions for Carrie? You must have something. Yeah. Um, do you believe that sometimes um um people not people, beings from the other side can come into your dreams and help you as well. Absolutely. And they're they you don't even have to be dreaming for that to happen. Right. And I don't I don't make but my I life. I think it happens of, easier in your dreams, don't you? Well, you know, it happens commonly with in dreams Yeah. Yeah. Because the person and you know, sometimes I see a pattern where it it usually is in within a three day period of them passing a lot of times. That, that more often than not, the griefing person in grief, the griever, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. will will have that um, connection. And again, in the dream state, we're more open. So uh, so we're able to to touch that. And the only reason that I say, of course, or, or act like, of course, don't you know that? <laughs> well, you guys, I've, I've, I've been working with people. Now, I'm not like John Edwards, and I don't cultivate the, that that in my life as a business or whatever but I've had clients where I've had their you know relative come through and and have information that I verify with them you that's know? how it comes for me too it's just if they ask and then then the spirit will be there if I think you know one one medium taught me if you think of them they are there and that's always mm-hmm. been accurate for me yeah uh, and I and I don't yeah. really like classify like i don't know how that all works like i uh, I don't what. either i have no <laughs> clue and i would love to know i have ideas but i don't know <laughs> but, I mean, I've, had, I've had i've had relatives come through with some very powerful information that has changed the person's life that i'm working with i like, bet you know they're they just um are so blown away that i would even know these things that they feel that that person is with them and is guiding them in the right direction. And you can point out little things that they're doing to show that they are there. That's what they usually tell me. They're like, hey, tell her that I do this. Like yeah. I, I make the sink drip or I make the uh-huh. floor wet or the rug messed up. It's always something that's annoying to the person usually. <laughs> Not always, but usually something annoys them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and then and then they find out they're like, it doesn't annoy them anymore. Yeah. Sometimes the spirits mm-hmm. stop doing it too. That's kind of interesting. It's, you know, I've seen like if, if there is the dripping faucet, once you tell them faucet won't drip anymore. It's kind of I think the spirit discerns what would make them believe more. Mm-hmm. It kept dripping or if it stopped dripping, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's just another example of like when Misty was asking about, do we do we do this in our dreams? You know, I definitely have had, I would say, a good 30 percent of my clients um where or people that have written me to find out what what the, what that's all about so it's yeah, very common I, yeah it, it happens to me more i can go into my dreams and remember everything i everything about it you know if i wake up and and write it all down i can definitely remember details or sometimes it won't hit until later on in the day and something will appear like i'll look at a pencil and then it'll remind me of the dream somehow or something mm-hmm. like that Oh like yeah, syn- yeah. That's, that's synchronicity, right? I yeah. What is that? How does well, that work for dreams for you, Gary? <laughs> okay, so I hate to try to. I hate to always sound so scientific or, or like I love I it <laughs> or whatever. But but what I found is that 
you know, we're, we're born with some authentic nature, like, you know, that I know, we're all different. Genetically, we've been designed by nature to be better than what came before us. We won't be like our siblings. You know, we have a, a variation of a DNA mix that nobody's ever had before. And, you know, so we're very, um, we're very, we're, we're very prone to our authenticity as being very important, but we're brought up in an environment that's constantly telling us who we should be. And oh yeah, I agree. That, right. Yeah. So, so our whole dream life is really like a, a swimming back to our authenticity or peeling yeah. away the junk that's, that did, yeah, that's black, you know, that's keeping us. Yeah. Um, so uh, can we suppress our dreams if they don't want to hear what they are telling us? Because <laughs> I think that's why I may have suppressed some of my dreams for a long time. And I'm just now starting to, rem although I am asking, you know, my guides and mm -hmm. everything, you know, help me remember. Because <laughs> um, I used to be like Misty and they used to be very vivid when I was probably mm -hmm. up until I was about 38. Maybe it's about 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, not anymore. So that's common. That's actually common that you would not remember your dream. It's almost like, you know, again, it just depends on what's going on. Because when somebody's going through really deep work with me, it's it's a big floodgate will open up and they will be like blown away at the way that they're remembering their dreams. And then there comes a point where they stop remembering their dreams. And it's like the psyche goes into a different, you know, process. Yeah. And, and, and so back to the synchronicity idea, because I did want to kind of complete that thought. Absolutely. Um, so, so what I notice is then in our dream state, we're working through the um we're working to get away from the things that aren't us you know where some part of us is leading us to a, a better expression of where we're meant to be and what i notice is it's about three weeks that a person starts to like show the story of where they're going and start to go through the healing and transformation and all that that these synchronistic things start to show up and some of it's just that sense of like um, the deja vu. Wow. I, that just seems familiar or, but sometimes it's a, it's a full on, like, um, what you would call an initiation. Yeah. And some, you know, if, if somebody has a lot of judgment around something that they think is dirty about them and they're working through all these dream messages to come clean and get rid of it and da da da, And then they make all of a sudden confront a very similar scenario in real life. That, that puts them on the spot to either declare, no, they're not dirty. And I'm just using, you know, I'm putting right. this in simple terms, but, or, uh, or to continue lying, you know, so, and I see this over and over. So what I'm saying is it's what that tells me is that as we're working through something in our dream state, it starts to become a part of our, we start to, you know, and so if we're not remembering our dreams, then we're not catch, catching that this is happening. Yes. But for people that remember their dreams, synchronicity. Yes. That's the first thing they'll tell me. It's like, oh, my God, my whole life has become so synchronicity filled or whatever. And <laughs> um, yeah, so, so you know, and then to answer your question, you know, I would say 90% of people probably tomorrow will not remember what they <laughs> dreamed. I mean, it's a huge, a huge number. And here's another interesting thing. When I was first doing dreams, okay, now we're going back into the 70s, right? Like I've been around a while. I'm like one of those, <laughs> those are the medicine women, I guess. But, We've got the knowledge <laughs> then. <laughs> but when, I, when, I, when I was writing, and I guess it would have been the 90s, prior to the app and talking to publishers, they're like, oh, you're from California. Like they totally didn't think <laughs> that there was any room in the world for a book about dreams. 
in the 70s no this was in the 90s oh in the 90s that's still weird kids were loving that stuff i mean but but that's that's the point is when i rolled it out into an app i launched it and that younger generation the early adopters they went for it like big time and then i never you know then the books yeah i write the books just because they come to me or whatever i write them but but you know so it was really really um heartwarming for me as to get to the point where today it's so common that people give credibility to their dreams and i know maybe to you that sounds crazy that who wouldn't but i've been through long periods where people thought i was a nut job me too for for believing that dreams had any kind of relevance yeah i mean i think all of us who work with energy or do anything and dealing with energy we get some people will just not want to deal with us or really will just want to laugh at us or think we're frauds and that really damn we had an interruption of the internet going boom so Carrie, what were we talking about? Or Misty, Misty was remembering what we were talking about, right? Uh, well, she was just talking about how in the 90s, she uh, wanted to write a book and nobody was interested, but she ended up doing the app, right? And the younger generation yeah. is interested. The younger yes, generation right. grabbed onto that and now you're writing the books. Yeah, no, well, yeah, I mean, I, I write books because they, you know, they come to me or whatever, but I don't, I, like, I'm not. You kind of feel a drive to write them, but you don't know what happened with them. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I don't, you know, I mean, I'm done. I probably, I, you know, I'm done writing dream books. I, you know, then I got into a lot of the uh, Chinese stuff and I've written books about, you know, archetypes. That's really what uh, my thing is now is the the same archetypes that appear in dreams that are in the Eastern version of the I Ching that are in the tarot deck. Tarot, yeah. yeah. I was just thinking so. of, and I, I, you know, it's interesting. There's an, a tarot app called Galaxy Tarot that comes with the Samsung, I think, mm-hmm. or uh, Android. And it's really good. It shows um, exactly what you're talking about. It, ta- it shows the card corresponding to everything in divination, uh-huh. just about, including I Ching. So I've, uh-huh. I've learned some, a little bit about, I have an I Ching set, but I haven't ever learned how to use it. But this, the, you know, I've learned some of the corresponding I Ching to go along with the tarot cards. And it's really interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, what's fascinating about the I Ching, I don't think a lot of people realize this, you know, the I Ching is basically um, based on the idea that chance is either one or the other, you know, like, um, and every time, like, whether you're throwing Euro stocks or, or throwing coins with a head or tail, that's two opportunities for something in three you know, there's all these different variations or whatever, or on my website, you click a button, but it's again, the logic is, yeah, the logic is like set up so that you get the same sort of chances. But the point is that we're talking about an open or closed line, right? And so the the I Ching has a hexagram that's got basically six lines and it can be an, an open line, a closed line, or it can be an old open and or old closed, which changes it then to the second hexagram. I mean, just, I won't go too much into that, but what I love about that Oracle is it's so fluid. It's, I love to live in a world that is not bounded in any kind of like, you know, truths or limitations, but there's, there's a guy Leibniz from, you know, that was like basically a mathematician philosopher that turned the hexagram sideways and that led him to come up with what is called the binary code and that binary code of open and closed lines is our internet it's yep. our technology and, and so electricity it, yeah, <laughs> and exactly so so here you know so 
um, and and tarot is tarot is definitely the Western art types. Like you can trace a lot of those symbols into like the fool Percival the fool from the King Arthur tales, or you know the Western versions of the archetypes. You know where they were in the Ching, It's all kind of like there's really eight elements of nature, or you know, and there's like a simplicity to it, and and a mutability that that I mean, That's really cool. That, like you could tell a whole story with an open and closed line. Look at a website, you know. So I will. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> going to. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying in general, look at a website. Like look at so much information there and it's really based on an open and closed line or, you know, there's like. Oh, so I see you saying look at like as an yeah. example, as an example. Yeah. I was like, I That's something. <laughs> and, 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 when you read, this. <laughs> and when you read the Tao Te Ching, you know, it's basically saying that, you know, that that there is the the Tao which is doesn't need to have a name. It doesn't need to be explained, but it's the flow of change. It's the, you know, thing that I was talking about earlier, whether there's a hurricane or good weather or whatever's going on, this na- natural phenomena, and it expresses itself in a very feminine, um, magnetic yin sensation or a very aggressive masculine yang, you know, sort of thing. And like, if you think of electricity, because you were bringing that up, Electricity is the flow of energy that is basically a charge that creates a field, the magnetic, that pulls the charge that creates another field, you know, so you can't really separate the the yin and the yang of it, you know, and so much like our weather systems, there's a high and cold, the you know, all these things. That yeah, are just and they like, work together. Yeah, they work together. They have and, to be there. And it's, it's yeah. like, it's like the cycle, cycle of life. You know how my, I love my cats, but they'll, you know, they'll take down a chipmunk and I don't like it. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, right. my dogs will too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a little something you just try not to think about sometimes. My cats are inside yeah. cats now, so they don't do that. They get well, my roach. Now we're calling. The roach sneaks killer. in, they go. <laughs> killer now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got her killing squirrels out in the yard. <laughs> do, you got, do you guys have dogs? I have dogs. She has cats. Yeah, I have, I have two little indoor kitties. They're boy, well, big indoor kitty boys. They like they like to eat. Yeah, <laughs> and they're so sweet. I love them. She has three yeah. wieners. Uh, <laughs> she has three wiener dogs. Uh, I have a big boxer. Oh, I, I love boxers. boxers. They're so cute. I know. They're, and they're so funny. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> they are. They're real clowns. Yes. Yeah. Or they're good dogs. So Carrie, where can where can the listeners find you and find out more? I mean, you already know your apps, and uh, I'll put this all this stuff in the description of the podcast, listeners. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I sold the app, so I don't have them anymore. Well, they'll still um, want to check out your brilliance. Yeah. <laughs> but the, but the the website Cafe Asol, um is basically there's you know the oracles are in there. You can choose the different readings. They can contact me through there. Uh, there's a lot of videos that are like nature's inspiration of, for the human, you know, journey and cool. blo- blogs and and like I said, you know, when people feel called to reach out, you know, maybe they've read books or something or they've gone through the website or whatever. It, you know, I totally work one on one with people and and I enjoy it, although I don't really go after it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they just come. Yeah, yeah, they when just they come when the time's right when they need you. I love that. Yeah. That's kind of how I work too. I. I you just wait until they come. <laughs> Sometimes if I need, you know, I, I really want to do readings. I usually hit up my friends. Can I give you a reading? And none of them are around. Then I'll start advertising or something. I do work on a phone line and I do have local clientele. But, you know, sometimes the phone doesn't ring. Sometimes no one texts you. What but is I'll your oracle? Of, side biz, so. What's your oracle of choice? 
my oracle of choice. Well, do you use an oracle or do you? Just I use do- a tarot usually, and I speak with my spirit guides, and they give me messages. Mm-hmm. That's the main two things. I usually am doing tarot, and my guides are talking mm-hmm. to me. I also you do palmistry and numerology, and um, I'm trying to wrap my head around astrology over years and years and years and years. I'm still working on it, and mm-hmm. uh, I like magic. I like I like it all. And so, but my main thing is tarot and talking with my guides. Mm-hmm. I like I like the oracle too. Um, I, I like the Oracle and the tarot. I like the Oracle for just a message to me. And it's so interesting how it will always match up with what I need to hear mm-hmm. or something, yeah. a message I need to hear. If I'm, That's usually why I go to the Oracle deck. Well, Lisa gave me my favorite Oracle deck. Do you remember the name of it? Because I don't have the box. Um, it was Tarot of Mystical Moments. Not Tarot. It's the Oracle of Mystical Moments. Um, there is a Tarot of Mystical Moments now, but um, that yeah, that's my favorite Oracle deck. Yeah, you she, she reads that one, Carrie, just like a like she reading a regular book. Yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of how I read an astrology chart. My aunt taught me astrology in the seventies. She was actually the astrologer to Ronald Reagan. Well, Nancy, oh my God, yeah, she, she had the Astrology Institute in Marina del Rey. Um, but she so like astrology is like a language and and if i'm working with somebody and they're like i feel like there's a astrology can provide so much um information about why somebody gets stuck like there's it's very scientific i understand I that too especially with the, when people talk about chiron or chiron or chiron, uh, yeah. i don't know they all pronounce it differently chiron, yeah chiron yeah for you i don't know i've heard it so many ways but yeah. when I tried to wrap my head around that in my chart and I just worked on it and worked on it and thought about it, it was an Aries mm-hmm. and it made so much sense. But I really had to think about like all the other planets positions and why it was happening, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot all the astrologers are like, well, it just is. They, they kind of don't really explain very well. Mm-hmm. Some, you know, they're just like this, 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 this. And well, look, uh, at it, look at it like a language. OK, that's why I, you know, work with it. Because yeah. when when I see like a planet and a sign and then the aspect it's making maybe to another planet and who's ruling that house. That was, that's like putting letters together. Like C A T looks completely different than C A B. Like some, you know, a cab or a cat. And, you know, when I'm reading somebody's chart, it's like a whole, it it just becomes like almost a movie. Like I can see, you know, like, why are you counting in the dark or, you know, (laughs) what is the big secret with the, you know, it's just like, um, I think it's the relationship that you develop with astrology yes. that is if it, because I think people make it too analytical that yes. using, instead of approaching it more in that vein of creativity and allowing it to reveal itself because it's like this code behind, you know, the HTML behind our life. That's the way I yeah. see it. Yeah. And I actually, I re- my last book was um, about Babylonian astrology. And that was like, I swear my hair was on fire for three months. And that, <laughs> when that was being to me. But it, was, uh, it was so interesting. Like cool. the, it got, you know, what we think of astrology is I guess maybe the, the Greek homogenization of it. You know, mm-hmm. like it's yeah. turned. Into, I know it's like, been around for probably ever. I mean, mystery yeah. has too, and the names of the mounts are named after astrology. I mean, it names yeah. of everything on your palms named after. Yeah. After so astrology. the Babylonian and Sumerian, you know, they're the the original stories. There's so much more that you can understand about, like Libra, because of the the ravening dogs that it was associated with, or there's so much, and also their understanding of of the sky and and. And a lot of our myths actually come came from obviously like some of these um, celestial events or things yeah. that went on with the you know the equatorial crater. But what I found too was that there at Gobekli Tepe, 
Do you know anything about like the ruins that they're finding? No. Te- oh, you mean under the water? Well, Gobekli Tepe's in Turkey and oh, they're finding yeah. it. The trace is back to like 10,000 BC. And it's, and there's something called the vulture stone. And I've heard them describe it as like the vulture plane with skulls or something. But really, if you look at the thing in terms of like the astrology, astrological record um, from way back then, you can see that it's like the scorpion because the Scorpio constellation was known. And then, you know, the sun rising over the mountain, the way the sun rebirthed itself. Like there's so much astrology in that one stone, which the only reason I'm bringing it up is that takes it back to 10,000 yeah. right? B- BC. And we're, we only know of the 2,500 <laughs> year yeah, ago version. I think it, I, I have a feeling we've been around the humans, the human. Hope oh, for sure. For, like on and off. I think we're like the rats or the roaches. We don't die. <laughs> <laughs> we've been around forever. Big <laughs> over over rats, so roaches, and humans. <laughs> Yeah, and there's like, and and one day we are going to discover that we have more ancient records than we realize. I hope. I think. I think so because they they keep finding this stuff. Yeah, yeah, they keep finding like like sometimes they kind of like when they find stuff like that out something that's pretty significant, pointing to you know the that we've been here a lot longer than we think, Mm -hmm. or possibly other things you know um have happened maybe like. 40,000 years ago. Some people say that's uh-huh. when Atlantis was. And, you know, we had this big thriving culture then and the whole world was, you know, lots of people have a lot of theories and a lot of people know, say they know a lot of stuff that's been given to them as downloads, you know, a lot uh-huh. of the field. I think that's really interesting to hear about everybody's points of view when they get that information about mm-hmm. what may have been, you know, long well, they in, in uh, India, they uncovered a place in Ratnagiri. Yeah. Uh, like that they found all of these, like, you know, those drawings that are on the ground. I don't know. I forget what you call them. Like, oh, I like those. Um, the Nazca lines. The yeah. They look like, yeah. Nazca lines or. Yeah. But the Nazca lines. They have found like so the symbolism of Pisces, the two fishes. Yeah. But what's weird. What's weird is that the, the Pisces fish basically, you know, straddled the celestial equator and there's like a square there that the Sumerians thought was where the maze were, which was like the divine wisdom that's given to man or blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, and now when you think of the Pisces glyph, it has that bar through it. Have you, you know, yeah. picture the two fishes yeah. in a straight line. And that, that bar is in the picture in 10,000 BC. And yet we go back to astrology only 2,500 years ago. We think that's when it started. I mean, so that kind of stuff really I love because you, yeah, cool. yeah, that's yeah, definitely around. Up my alley. Around. I love ancient history stuff. <laughs> love it. I love it. So it's like when I had cable, like History Channel, Science Channel. That's all I watched. That was my jam. That was what I watched. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I love um, history too. Well, you know, this has been like like one of the coolest podcasts. We have covered a lot of topics. We've <laughs> 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 like gone. You have a. You are like really intriguing speaker and you have so much wisdom i would love to have you back and explain the i ching to me yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> and um and right now i'd like to thank um our sponsor everclear everclear is an advice app where you can get advice from psychics and empaths so you can get the clarity you need to create the life you deserve and uh misty do you have any other questions for carrie no, I just found everything very interesting. She's, she you are fascinating, Carrie. I just want to talk to Misty Aww. about you. She's fascinating. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but I would like you. I would like to know if you have any advice for the listeners. Um, maybe they uh, 
oh geez you've covered so many topics we'll have to ask a few questions for a few well <laughs> I, I you know if i if i had to say what would be my one word of advice is let go you know let go don't control don't judge don't laid boundaries don't believe that that the person that's that's yelling at you out there in time and space you know is can can harm you like something's going on with them or they're part of you have compassion and i think like that i was saying before taoism is that philosophy of removing boundaries and it really is so nourishing to live in the in that unfolding moment where we're we're responsible or not responsible you know we're just here sharing with each other and you know there's so much not in the constructs of what society tells us to worry right. about <laughs> what, you were what you were talking about before the show there's so many narratives that you know are just that these these um these businesses that would be media right they're, mm -hmm. they're built on their they're, businesses yeah yeah their business model is fear yes and and we can't help i guess we entertain ourselves the more fearful we get the more we want to read don't you well, see you know, that, right? I don't know if you've seen in the movie <laughs> Nightcrawler. I think it's called Nightcrawler. It has, um, oh, I don't know if you've seen it, but he is. it's about the ambulance chasing uh, reporters who started that. They found out that if they, like, chase down these right. like, massive accidents, this guy did. I can't remember. Uh -huh. It was, uh, uh, was the it guy, Gyllenhaal? Darko, who played Donnie Darko. Jake Gyllenhaal, yes. Yeah, Jake and, Gyllenhaal. And uh, he, uh, yeah, if you've seen it, then listeners, if you haven't, go watch it, Nightcrawler. <laughs> Um, yeah. they, where they talk about how the media started changing because they got more views. People started watching the fearful stuff. They loved it like if, like it was like entertainment, basically. So mm -hmm. the news tried to be more entertaining that way and make everybody upset. And it seems like that's where it evolved to anyway, you know, from my yeah. point of view. So, yeah. and, and I mean, I know it sounds trite to say you don't have to buy into that. But if you can hold to that moment and let you know even with that like let's not put a lot of judgment in it because it it, it there's always been something like that buying for our attention right yeah. ever since we were in the desert in 10,000 BC hitting <laughs> with rocks you know like you know it's just but we can make the choice to like keep keep our you know psyche clean and keep and not hold any grudges or not have any judgments or so that would be it. You know, That's that beautiful be advice. Yeah. And uh, I guess everybody has their own unique way to get there. Of letting exactly. Go. Everybody's got their own little boxes in their head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we should explore that further another time. Like everybody's individual thing. Everybody on the whole planet, yeah. we're going over you. Yeah. <laughs> now, Misty, are you in Alabama too? I am. Oh, awesome. I haven't been there, but. Where are you? California. Oh, California. What yeah. part? Up by Tahoe. Okay. So I have like um, bear, bears and mountains and trees and a river. <laughs> she was That's telling me about that. It sounds so yeah. beautiful, that river. Oh, my God. Sounds really pretty. <laughs> my brother's in California. He's outside. Of, oh, actually, they're moving to Santa Fe. They used to be outside of uh, San Diego, and now they're moving to Santa Fe in, in New, oh, uh, New Mexico. nice. I bet that's beautiful. So, yeah, they've always wanted to live there. So that's where they're going. <laughs> they're retiring and, and, you know, going to live there, happy times, retired and in Santa Fe. I think it sounds beautiful. <laughs> sounds like a good, good way to roll on. <laughs> yes. And um, Carrie, I'd really like to thank you for um, coming on the podcast. It's been just amazing talking with you. And Misty. Hey, Misty. Thank you. <laughs> thank, you. thank you as always thank you it's <laughs> nice uh, to get to know you guys yes I, I, I really enjoyed this i can't wait to mix it mix the audio it's gonna be great and listeners and watchers or no watchers today just listeners thank you so much as always we love 
We love our listeners. Love our listeners. Thank you and peace out. Bye. Okay. Bye.